Come on in, guys, because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor Rewatch podcast. And we're coming at you, boom, Sonic the Hedgehog style. Lightning fast, faster than the blue blur. Um, if you listen to this podcast, you're going to leave saying, I am genuinely impressed. Because we are so knowledgeable and funny. My name is Alex, and here on Outwatch, we re-watch and then podcast about previous seasons of Survivor, the best show on television. And right now, we're in season 28, Kagiyan, on episode 8. I am joined by three of my friends, two of whom have never watched the season, and one who kind of watched it and doesn't remember much of it. Um, and they will be taking this journey along with us. In today's episode, the immunity challenge is a very unique one in that it is a basic memory puzzle, which got me thinking, folks, what random easy game on paper if it were to find its way into a Survivor challenge and you just happen to be on that season of Survivor would be your worst nightmare, the thing you would least like to see. Uh, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. So glad to be here. Hey, what would that what game would that be for you? Do you remember like times tables, like the math test over times? Yes. Yeah, that would be my doom. Mm-hmm. I can I, I can't do math quickly. It's just not a thing. What's four times eight? Thir- thir- thirty-two. It See, is thirty-two. My answer, you stole it. It is thirty-two. <laughs> I didn't say I couldn't do math; just I can't do it quickly. Well, Emily does it quickly but incorrectly, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Which is better, though? Or... Yeah, that's really the, that's the question. Just I feel confident about it. Yeah, confidence is ninety percent of the adult world. That's why, right. like, it doesn't matter. Right. Mm. Every every middle school and high school listening to this, just remember that confidence is everything. Knowledge is nothing. Mm-hmm. Trump's president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> great, Emily. Welcome to Outwatch. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Hey, what uh, easy game would be disaster for you? Yeah, I think we just experienced it. <laughs> <laughs> also. Yeah. Also, times tables. It's math. Um, I don't know if there were any games about geometry, but Probably that's also really horrible. Ooh, yeah, I hate that game. You're real slow too. Yep, that stresses me out. Snelson. Nelson, that's what they call me. Why is that? Because I'm slow like a snail. Yes. And my last name is Nelson. Hence. Freeze tag. Snelson. What if there was a giant game of freeze tag <laughs> today <laughs> for immunity? <laughs> We're playing freeze tag. <laughs> I can Tony's see them like, playing like Red Rock or something. <laughs> it's just violent. <laughs> Which tribe wants it more? Red Rover, Red Rover, send that immunity necklace on over. <laughs> I would call it something like to do with the theme of the show, though. Mm. They wouldn't call it Red Rover. I don't know what they call it. How do you think Red, Red Rover would work out on Survivor Crab Walk? <laughs> that would be the best. It'd be so good. How would they link arms? <laughs> that would be the first tribal immunity oh. challenge for sure. <laughs> It's happening right now. <laughs> hey, Scott, welcome to Outwatch. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, what game would be uh, really bad for you if it was on Survivor? Um, besides the one that we will talk about here, which I tried to play along with and did really bad at. <laughs> um, like I, the one that comes to mind is like, where's Waldo kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like find the difference here or find yes, yeah. you know, like that kind of stuff stresses like, me out. Like I hate being put on the spot like that and it would just stress me out, I think. Yeah. Or like a where's Jeff and they just have a bunch of guys in cargo shorts and a blue button up shirt. Mm. Yep. Yep. Or like find a- the bloomin' onion in, <laughs> in the GMC Honvoy. <laughs> I tell you what, this is harder than finding a bloomin' onion in a GMC Envoy. <laughs> <laughs> if any of us make it on Survivor, that has to be a quote. That <laughs> you just say in like every single confessional to where yeah, the producers are like, so "Shut you're, you're up! Like... <laughs> We're not using that. <laughs> Stop saying it. <laughs> I'll never let it go." <laughs> Everyone'll be like, "Is this like is this like a cultural thing? Like, where you where you're from? Do you, do you guys just say this?" <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. Midwest is like a common Midwest. phrase. All your Midwest viewers will know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, for me, it would be like word searches. Bad at word so searches. Word searches. Let's You're... do a word search challenge, Alex. <laughs> you would win. Um, also, like things like Connect Four or Tic Tac Toe. Mm. You know, that is kind of the same genre of game. Pretty bad at those too. Basic strategy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually, you know what? I have the answer. If Settlers of Catan was on freaking Survivor, I'm out. I'm handing Jeff my buff right then and there. <laughs> Jeff, wow, you're quitting. <laughs> yeah, because I effing hate this game, Jeff. My friends Ben and Amy made me hate it forever. A lot of people want to be on this show. You're gonna quit over that. Get out. <laughs> I was having I was having a game night with Ben and Amy uh, on Wednesday, and Amy was like, "Do you have Catan?" And I said, "No, because the game is the devil. <laughs> it ruins friendships." <laughs> I thought you did have it. No. Oh, well, that's probably for the best. Well, let's go ahead and take a trip to Tree Mail and remind everybody what happened in episode eight of Survivor Kagayan. We get back to Tribe, and for the second straight episode, someone is fired up about what happened. This time it's Tony. Even though he didn't get voted out, really was not in serious danger. He is fighting mad about being on the receiving end of four votes last Tribal Council, um, to which he says, I probably pooped on myself. <laughs> I missed that. No, the the thing that got me about that tirade, <laughs> he said something about I like that clip. <laughs> <laughs> he said something about uh this is the second time, second time in a row, two times in a row it happened. And uh-huh. he was not on the chopping block last tribal council. Like Jeffra was. So I, I don't yes. know where he's getting that. Yes. You're right. I think he got a vote. I don't think he did. I feel like they were pretty united. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's the only time he's gotten votes in, in post-merge. He just flipped out about yeah, it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't notice that. <laughs> anyway. It really triggered him. Such really that... Did. I probably pooped on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely pooped on myself. <laughs> 
just like the the casualness that he delivers this. I probably pooped on myself. <laughs> I like. I'm gonna be so sad if Tony ever gets voted <laughs> off because he's such a great, just character. Oh my god! <laughs> and like the phrase "pooped on myself," I've yeah, never yeah. heard it that way. <laughs> I hear "pooped myself." <laughs> I never pooped on myself. That sounds yeah, deliberate. <laughs> like you're shooting, you're aiming your shot. <laughs> anyway, we've talked enough about pooping on oneself. Tony tries to stir up the majority group here by telling LJ that Wu has an idol. And uh, then further um, putting out the story that LJ is gunning for Wu as a result of this misinformation at the reward challenge, the winner gets a spa day and the winners are Tony, Jeremiah and Spencer. I don't know about y'all, but when we started talking about spas, all I could think about were the shower shots in store. Uh, and so we excited. have so, so much to talk about when we get there. Um, during that reward, not, um, without consequence is who wins that because Tony ends up with Jeremiah and Spencer who are both on the other side of the numbers and on the reward, he kind of pitches to the two of them that, Hey, I may need you guys to orchestrate a move perhaps sooner rather than later. And they both seem to be pretty up for it. Back at camp, Tasha tries to talk strategy with LJ, tries to make an attempt to kind of break up that number and weasel in there, but LJ is not having it. He just kind of stands her up as she's walking by the beach, and LJ's not going to join her. At the immunity challenge, this is where we've got our memory tiles uh, challenge, and LJ falls just short to Tasha, who wins her first individual immunity because she has the superior memory. Um, back at the camp, Tony continues to spread this word that LJ wants to vote Wu out, which is all predicated on a lie and not very true in and of itself. Starts to wrestle things up and see if he can gather enough votes to vote LJ out, one of his tightest alliance members, someone who played an idol on him. Um, he's ready to take a swing at. Um, at Tribal Council, after Tony has done all he can to get as many votes as he can, he shows up and unveils his bag of tricks, um, which don't really result in anything happening at this tribal. We'll see if they play into things later, but he, he shows the whole group his bag, and uh, the tricks therein will remain a secret. <laughs> The vote comes out 5-3-1 with the five landing on LJ, making him blindsided out of the game. Um, the majority group was going to split their votes three and three on LJ and Jeremiah. Sorry, on Jeremiah and Spencer. And two of those people who were going to vote for Spencer, along with the previous minority, um, choose to vote for LJ instead, giving him enough votes to send him packing, taking advantage of that vote split that was coming down the pipeline. And so out of nowhere, LJ is blindsided. He's sent packing. He's the third member of the jury. And Scott, you're down another guy. I know. These two episodes were not kind to me. Rough look <laughs> for RNGesus. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're hurting right now, man. We are hurt. Are we down to? One, am I down to one person? You're down You're to, to a single Tony. Ah, oh, man. And Tony's Who larger knows? than mine. So really, I've like I've got like two people. Yeah. Okay. I probably pooped on myself when I saw that he was all you had left. <laughs> all right. You do have two people. You have the construction worker and the police officer. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've got whichever version of Tony is existing in his split personality mind. <laughs> um, I love, I love that his like reasoning for why loyalty is important as a construction worker. Because I like, loved the story. <laughs> your tools are gone. Like, what? Someone may take your tools, Jeff. <laughs> you turn your back for one minute. Someone takes your screwdriver. <laughs> Yeah, I found that to be so funny. He's like, like, quick brain. What's a construction worker story? <laughs> People steal like you your can, tools. Anything about like, I don't know, safety or working up high. Like, <laughs> right. there's, there's just nothing. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to take your tools. <laughs> that was wonderful. So a lot happened this episode. It's one of the biggest pure blindsides so far this season, I would say. Um and it will have ramifications to be sure about how the rest of this game shakes out. Um, what was y'all's favorite moment from this episode? Scott, do you have any that you'd like to share? Um, really, I was just kind of interested in Tony's line of thinking throughout this entire episode. Uh -huh. um, I can't think of like any one moment in particular, but I was really intrigued by like one, why he felt the need to go after LJ, especially like after you said, like after LJ stuck his neck, like played his idol on him and all this stuff. And then like how he went about it. Like <laughs> I was just kind of, I just kind of laughed at the whole thing because like he just literally made something up, got well, LJ to bite his, like take the bait. And then just like said, turned around and said, Oh yeah, man, LJ's coming after you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> But I mean, it worked out for him, but geez, it worked out for him this episode. We'll see if that, you know, how that plays out, though, because he had people like uh, Trish, for example, didn't vote alongside him because she was not necessarily on board with that. And she is one of, if not his tightest ally. We'll see how that if it does blow up in his face. Um, ultimately, it was Tony and Wu, along with Spencer, Jeremiah and Tasha. Um, that voted LJ out. I I really love when LJ floats the idea of splitting the vote. Yeah, can we talk through that? Because so yes, confused. that made no sense. Okay, so what, what they said was we're going to split our vote so that way it doesn't matter if someone flips. It, 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 they didn't say they were afraid of an idol. They said they were afraid of someone flipping. So instead of being a strong six, what they did was they turned themselves into a three, a three against the minority three, which means only one person needed to flip to turn into the majority. Is that what he said, that he they split because they were afraid of someone's flipping? Yes. Really? It made no sense. Yeah, that doesn't it, it make made, sense. Like, it, if they were like afraid that someone was going to play an idol, which I mean like Spencer. Spencer's the only one who might have had an idol. Jeremiah right. didn't have an idol. I hope that's a, it's dumb to think that he might have. So like Jeremiah was a safe bet. I, it, it made no sense to split the vote. It made none. 
you could give the argument that even if you're like sure Spencer has one, that there's the chance that he plays it on someone to, you know, shake things up like we kind of talked about last episode. So that's maybe a logical, reasonable reason to split the votes. But yeah, if you're afraid of someone uh, jumping ship, that's not a reason to split the votes. That, that whole thing just made no sense to me. Like you made it easier to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah, so you did because that. you broke your numbers down to equal with your minority party, mm-hmm. and that's not a good time to split your votes. Yeah, the big thing from this episode, of course, was LJ getting blindsided. Um, Tony definitely spearheads this move, orchestrates the whole thing. Um, you hear a little bit of his um, reasoning. He says that he recognizes that LJ is another smart, strong player. That if the because Tony is thinking, man, I probably need to get rid of LJ. He assumes that LJ is probably thinking the same thing about Tony because he's giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's a smart player too. Um, yeah. And what we learned is that's very wrong. <laughs> dude. Uh, one of the things that surprised me so much this episode is how so many players are talking about how much they like trust Tony. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's yeah. crazy. Like it, it speaks so much to his, I guess his social game that he as this completely chaotic person has, you know, convinced people that he's trustworthy. It's because he's a cop construction worker. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing says trustworthy like a justice bringing cop who also does construction. (laughs) He builds justice. So the big question is, was this the right move for Tony? Was it smart for Tony at this juncture in the game to swing on and vote out one of his strongest allies, someone who played an idol for him, someone who this episode talks about how much he trusts and is loyal to Tony? Was this a good move? So I was thinking through this while we were watching it. And I was thinking, why wouldn't he, like, why does he have to rock the boat right now? He's mm-hmm. got the numbers. He can just pick people off from the other side. But I think at the same time, I understand, and I know he was very paranoid too, which probably played into it, but I understand that he's, like, we're just waiting for something to happen at this point, for something to be shaken up. And I think he was just trying to get in front of that. And, you know, if he had just waited it out, maybe LJ would have started a new alliance and voted him out, you know? So... Which is what Tasha was trying to do, right? Was get him yeah. on her side and vote out Tony. So I guess I understand why he, well, kind of, he's crazy. Like his choices make no sense to me. I guess I kind <laughs> of understand why he did this. But at the same time, like we said with Trish, she was not made aware of this at all. And she is arguably his biggest ally. So he's burnt some bridges, maybe. Yeah, I think he made this move like an episode too early. I I think there's still too much game to play to make this move. Um, He still has the minority group to help swing numbers next episode. It's not as many, but it's still the minority group. And he's not walking over there to them as a minority, you know, part of that like right now he walked over there with Wu so it's him and Wu and then three other people like he put himself into a minority situation Mm -hmm. if they say strong through five Mm -hmm. whereas if he waited one more episode it was him Wu 
And then he could talk to, I don't know, he, he could talk to uh, Trish. Be like, hey, I think now's the time for us to switch it up, make our move, get rid of LJ because he's really strong. And we have these other two. And then, like, no matter which way they go, he, he's pretty much in the majority. So let's, like, let's run this out. Like for a next episode, right? Let's say that they kind of go with the default plan here and they vote Jeremiah out. Okay. LJ's still in the game. We're down to nine. And Tony decides now at nine, it's time for him to move. Do you, who do you think, and assuming there's like a faction of Tony and a faction of LJ, who do you think is able to mass and five of the votes to vote the other one out? Tony's probably got woo, right? Probably got yeah, Tony, Trish. I got Wu. Tony's got Trish. Um, LJ has Jeffra, which leaves Cass. You got Cass, Spencer, Tasha. Tasha. Brain. That's it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got the brains. Yeah, brains again. Um, yeah, now the brains are back in a spot. Are they choosing LJ or Tony? I think that they go with LJ. You think? Because then they're a majority. Yeah, they're a majority in the majority. Yeah. Yep. So mm -hmm. maybe by that logic, uh, Tony made the right move here, right? You're right. Maybe, maybe this is the right time. I think this is one of the like central questions in Survivor, right, is um, not only it's, – it's like knowing the move you have to make, but also doing it at the correct time. And like, I, th I think Tony's really astute in thinking not only like, okay, what's the best move for me to make, but also like, what is the best move for LJ to make? It's probably to vote me out. And mm -hmm. so since I'm going to assume that LJ is going to act within his best interest, I'm going to assume that he's going to want to vote me out. So I'm going to want to vote him out before he votes me out. But yeah, you don't want to do it too soon and I blow think, the whole thing up. But you don't want to wait too late because then maybe there's no move to make because you're out, you know? I think there's also a third component, though, in that you have to do it with the right people. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like Tony did it with the right people. Like, Tony brought Wu in, who is apparently loyal to him, but hasn't really been loyal to him, like, the entire game. Yeah, I think you've uh, seen it show up the last couple episodes. But at first, you're right. He was more like the cliffside. Right. And that's, you know, and so I, I think he's, like, he's loyal in the sense that he feels safe with Tony not that he's like yeah Tony's like my guy like I'm going all the way with him like I, I think it's just like yeah it's a good place to be so that's the only reason he has Wu he's leaving Trish who I think is a stronger ally yeah except now that he just like played a blind side against her basically mm -hmm. I just I, I don't know that he did it with the right people like I think that's what it's always going to come down to for me but yeah. you got to keep in mind also like in this episode he's got Spencer and Jeremiah were at that position where they are their most desperate. Yeah. Versus like kind of like what we talked about or like we brought up the scenario, like next episode, all of a sudden they've got options, right? So yeah. this episode, they'd have no option. They're yeah, like, and you're, you're definitely right about that. They're like, cool. We get an out. We get to stay another three days. Cool. Vote Tony. We'll do whatever you want. So yeah. now like he gets to take out LJ without, you know, yeah. having to deal with that i guess yeah this is really a best case scenario especially for like a spencer because he gets oh, yeah. a power player out who he's not aligned with he gets to hold on to his idol you know mm -hmm. still doesn't play have to play that 
And now he's got like a, a leg in with some of the more powerful players in the game, you know? Yeah, I mean, he gets to keep everyone that he's loyal to. He's adding in some other people. It's, yeah, like it, this really is best, best case scenario for Spencer, Tasha, and Jeremiah right now. Do you think that um, like these kind of new voting blocks, at least from this episode, will stick? Or do you think this is like a one-off where Tony and we were like, hey, we're going to use you guys for this vote. And then after that, you guys are back to your thing. We've still got our thing. How do you think it plays out from here? I think this is hard to tell because I just keep thinking of the other three in that big alliance who were not made aware of what was happening. So I'll be interested to know how they react yeah, I, I, I think on paper, the biggest misstep with this from Tony is not looping Trish into it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he's definitely going to clean up after his own mess, after he shit on himself. I probably pooped on myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the big move, the big talking point from this episode. And yeah, it, it's one of those things that really does kind of shift the dynamics that you've got pretty solidified alliances one kind of picking the other one off to this point and so we'll see how this affects the way that those line up going forward and of course you know if you think of other things about this move as we go on feel free to jump in with them um tony is very paranoid at the beginning and it's what kind of drives this whole thing uh talk about the merits and the um, the downside of paranoia in a game like Survivor. Is there an upside to feeling paranoid? I think there's a good thing to it. Like, you shouldn't blindly trust anybody in Survivor because mm -hmm. the game can change so quickly. Like, at the end of the day, you should always assume that, you know, like, I think it's been said, like, once you're comfortable in Survivor, that's when you're screwed, right? That's when you're about to get taken out. Um but so there's also kind of like Tony was kind of on that line where you can also swing to a bad point too, though, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I mean, if LJ had been a little bit more paranoid, he might still be in the game. Yeah. Great. I think there definitely is that side of it. That's like, it, it keeps you attuned to what people could be doing to ruin your game. The thing is you're only paranoid if you're a strong player. Hmm. You think there's not, Spencer's not paranoid. Like people are gunning for him because he's not a part of the majority alliance. Like oh. that's just his state of being. Yeah, I gotcha. Or like Tony, he's got an alliance, so he's paranoid about it. Mm, I see. So it's I don't know. It's kind of a it's like a healthy a healthy amount of skepticism. Skepticism is probably good. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think keeping like. I mean, you've got so much time out there, right? I think that probably a helpful mental exercise is to continually be putting yourself in the shoes of these other people you're playing with and thinking, all right, what what should they do? You know, what would be the best thing for them to do? And figure out if that is like counter to you and then go from there. Um, let's talk about the spa sequence. Um, I... We talked a little bit previously, um, especially with your tribe name, Emily, that perhaps the best one-for-one -one, um, equivalent of Dara this season is Jeremiah. 
because he too is bad at survivor talks very little on confessionals is from the south and is attractive guess who we get a shower shot from (laughs) yeah jeremiah he is the new dara (laughs) i was really hoping for that huh you always have to do the shower shot it's gotta be there what are the odds of the shower shot shows up in his uh in memoriam (laughs) (laughs) quite quite small i would say (laughs) jeremiah shower scene that was legitimately one of the best parts of the memoriam during that that season (laughs) we get the shower shot from tara This one was far less artistic than the last seasons that, that we've done, though. I think Jeremiah is just less artistic. <laughs> <laughs> He's a handsome guy. He is. It's also it was it was like this weird shower on a beach and there was like a conversation happening. So True. Jeremiah kind of kept like sticking his head out like, oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Are you all talking about vote me out? I don't want you to vote me out. I would very much like it, sirs, if you didn't vote me out. I'm Jeremiah. Um, here's a thing. I was um, on the wiki here because, you know, I, I'm doing my research, making sure my facts are straight. Um, it, it really changes the way that you view some of these people when you, like, get their age, like from when this aired. Frickin' Morgan was 21 Gosh. when she was on this. Oh. Jeffra was 22. Um, Spencer's 21. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And now, like, especially last episode, it's like, for as mean as they were to Morgan, it's like, she's 21! Yeah. Right. She's a child! How old do you think Wu is this season? 28. <laughs> he's a 62-year-old man. <laughs> no, I bet he's uh, 27. I'll Emily. go with 29. 29! Ding, ding, ding! Wow. Uh, Champion. We were close. Uh, while we're on that subject, one of my favorite things that Tony said this episode was something about, uh, I'm not a threat, I'm a 40-year-old balding guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he brought up balding, like that affected whether he was a threat. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's 39. So. <laughs> close enough. A little exaggerating. There's not a lot of fashion happening on this season. No, there's not. Yeah, I, I do still enjoy the color uh, coordination that the original tribes have mm-hmm. uh, with the with the purple and the green and the orange. Hey, what mm-hmm. was uh, your thought on this immunity challenge? We had the memory tiles. A good challenge or a bad challenge? Also, before before we get into that. Um, how funny was it when Trish got like out on the second color and like yeah. <laughs> it was bad. a four yeah. color puzzle? It's bad luck. And Jeff's like, Trish, you either just won the challenge <laughs> or you're the first one out. <laughs> I thought that was pretty insulting. I was like, what do you think it is? She's like, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Your head's down. <laughs> I feel like this was a good challenge in the sense, in, in like the terms of Survivor, it was a good challenge. In terms of watching it, I was, I yeah, don't know. boring. 
yeah, it, it wasn't a fun challenge to watch, but it was definitely an interesting game to force starving people to play. This isn't fun for me right now, yeah, I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this would have been a good reward challenge. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I think that's true. Yeah, it feels like there's less on the line, you know, with this sort of thing. Yeah. It's not like as fair, perhaps, but we actually did this challenge at my own Survivor production, uh, mm-hmm. Outlast. You can catch that on YouTube. And uh, I pulled the scene right from Jeff's hat when the first person got out. I did that. I said that same thing. <laughs> but it, it was really funny. She was like, wait, did I win? I was like, no, you're out. <laughs> oh. Almost, LJ is a like a color card away here from winning this challenge and avoiding this eventual blindside. He just pulled the wrong card there at the end. He was the next to last person in. Mm-hmm. I was so glad though, that Tasha won because yeah. I've been rooting for her for two weeks now mm-hmm. to win the challenge. Yeah. And she did it. It was great. Two very different challenge styles that she's been yeah. quite competitive in both of. Yeah. One of the, Big things I think that Tony did do well in this um, this giant scheme he's cooked up is I feel like you didn't really see him saying, hey, we need to vote out LJ, vote for LJ. You know, what he did say was, hey, I heard LJ say this and then let the other people come to the conclusion of we should vote out LJ, you know. I think that's a real master stroke as you're trying to rally the votes in any direction is to not make it seem as though you're like dictating it. People are always a lot more inclined to do something if they think that they came up with it. So leading people into the direction you want them to go. I noticed that with a, I think with Wu and um, yeah. I think Wu is also just sort of excited to make plays in the game or to have like agency in the game. Mm-hmm. So I think if you give him an opportunity to do something, he's kind of just more likely to do it. Yeah. Um, I I would be very, I would have been very interested if someone outside of their alliance approached Wu to see if they could get him to, sw- the, to flip. Because I think everyone saw him as very strong in that alliance, but I don't know that that was true. Interesting. You think that maybe they missed their chance on that though? Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, it seems like he's pretty solidly entrenched now. It's also yeah, I mean, and that's the other like half of this coin where it's like if you're not if you're not the person like driving the moves, it's really nice to just be there and be like, yeah, I'm safe. So like, why would I? Yeah, why would I flip? So, Survive in yeah. advance. Let's take this at like the perspective of a couple other people. Like, what about Wu? Do you think it's the right move for Wu to go along with this plan? Or should he have been adamant and said, like, you know what, Tony, we're not doing this this time. Let's stick with the normal vote. Well, what is what does Wu gain from doing this? So he gets out a strong competitor. Tony did tell him that, like, the target was on him from LJ. Right. right. So in his mind, he got out a strong competitor that was targeting him. Right. But also it kind of makes it easier to break away from that alliance now. Because he's not the one who's like flipped. I mean, he did flip, but everyone blames Tony for it. So now Wu can kind of make whatever move he wants because the alliance imploded because of Tony. Freeze him up. Yeah, especially if he really did believe that 
uh, what you know Tony said about LJ is true. Like, of course you want to take that person out if you're Wu. Okay, what about Trish? Trish was given this plan by Tony. Remember, she, he talks with her and says, hey, I think that we should vote LJ out. He's up to something. And she was on the fence about it. Um, and I imagine the way that, that conversation ended was them saying, you know, her not budging on it and Tony saying, okay, okay, I'll wait. But then he goes and does it anyway. If you're Trish, do you, would it have been better to try and blow this thing up um, and not just say, okay, whatever? Um, uh, she probably assumed it wasn't happening, but she didn't say anything to anyone else. Would it have been better for Trish to be like, hey, guys, Tony's going crazy. He's trying to vote out LJ. Let's do something different here. I, I think the thing that she's missing is like that core alliance, like these three are going to the final three. Because right now as it stands, it's these six are going to the final six. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like the extent of the conversations that we've seen. So instead of Tony looking at, looking at her and saying, Hey, like you, me and Wu, we're final three we're ride or die all the way. I think now is the time to make this move. So that way they can't make this move against us. They do have a top five baby. Top five <laughs> can't forget about the yeah. top five baby yeah i i think it's just that i think it's like trish is like this is a strong position to be in we're in the majority we'll deal with whatever comes after we're done being the majority yeah and i think yeah i think that's a good point if he would have just been honest with her i think that could have made the game clearer and helped everyone deal with the repercussions of what happened at tribal I don't, I don't know. Trish is such a strange player too. She, she just kind of goes with whatever feels good. I think she's really skilled and you've seen some instances cool. where she, she like shows that off, but just like, I, probably because of her like character and her lack of like dynamicness, you know, we haven't seen a lot from her for a while. I just like, I think she's good in the sense that she's, she, she, she can make a strong alliance but I think she has trouble with the big plays and like blindsiding people because she has so much loyalty. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she is the person who chose the rice over the idle clue. Mm. You know, it's just, I, I, I think Trisha's downfall is that she, it, she, it's hard for her to like really hurt other players in the game that she's aligned herself with already. Yeah. I was going to say, unless they like <laughs> don't like her. <laughs> I don't like her. Well, she, yeah. <laughs> she definitely knew that something was going on when Tony was talking with her. Like she did not believe what he was saying. <laughs> this, this could also just be, this is just what success uh, brings you. It's I probably cheered on myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Success. Crazy so, thing, so, huh? Yeah. Um, other people in that alliance, though, Jeffra and LJ really should have made moves during this tribal. I, I think this was their time to make moves. Like they're in the minority in this. Like they're they're a solid two in a six person alliance. Yeah. So there it's two against the three: Tony, Trish, and Wu, and then Cass who also, if she wants to be the big move player, this is the time to make that move too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, yep. Yeah. 
I think you're right that you're starting to see the rubber meet the road. There's a lot of talk about it in this episode. If there's a six here, but within the six, there's like, you know, five people that are going to lose. And so positioning yourself within that group to win. And yeah, I think Tony is the first person to really think in that way. And he fires the opening salvo, so to speak. And it, it really will, um, going forward, it'll be interesting to see how the reaction to that is. You know, you could have people recognize that, recognize it as a good move, um, target Tony as a result, or even be hurt by it and target him as a result. Or they could accept his explanation, let it be water under the bridge. He could roll with this new five that he's put together. There's so many ways that it could go. Um, that are all kind of, you know, instigated by this move right here. Here's, here's the other problem that Tony has in like a final situation. I'm, I'm sitting here just kind of thinking if Tony is in the final three, like who does he lose to? Just thinking like he's such a solid player because he made these big moves. He made these decisions. I think it's kind of hard to argue that he wasn't a good player. The problem is uh, Sarah was apparently aligned with him and he voted her out. Mm -hmm. uh, Jared, or LJ definitely aligned with him and he voted him out and like was loyal to him. Yeah. I, I, I have a hard time thinking that those two people vote for him. Jeffra is, de is definitely going to feel burned by this. Trish might feel burned by this if she's on the jury. Right. I, I think Tony... Tony has really great moves here, but there's so many people in this season that are so committed to like the loyalty aspect. I don't know. I think Tony has a hard time winning this. If he continues eliminating play players this way, I think, uh, yeah, what he's got to bank on as he's like putting himself towards, obviously he wants to end up in this way. Is that they like they see the game and recognize the game, right? Game recognize game. Game recognize mm -hmm. game. But you're right. Like there's, you know, someone like LJ is probably going to be pretty hurt. You know, someone like Sarah definitely hurt. You know, as he spearheads the blind side of his close alliances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably going to leave some bad tastes in people's mouths. All right, who are our MVPs from this episode? Scott, do you want to award your MVP first? Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to go with, I don't know. The easy thing is to say Tony, but also like, I feel like, like up in Tasha the air. Would get a good Tasha gets a good, like had a good episode. She, she won. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that she does well. Um, I also feel like Spencer and Jeremiah did well. They took advantage of a good opportunity to stay yep. alive. So I will kind of not vote for Tony, even though he was kind of the big star of this episode. So who is your vote? Uh, I'm going to go with Tasha. Tasha. She won the ah. I tried to make some LJ, man. Just had to take a walk with her. Right? Yep. L That's another thing. LJ could have maybe saved himself. LJ if had he the just, opportunity. Yeah. He really did. But he was just like, no, I'm good. Chose loyalty, and the person he chose to be loyal to orchestrated his demise. Yeah, like you totally could that's see. A, that's a hard juror to put on the jury. Yeah, like imagine instead, you know, Tasha and LJ, you know, they talk a little bit. Tasha gets Spencer and Jeremiah on board. 
you know, LJ gets Jeffra on board. That's his his window. Uh, but Tony was the one to jump through that window like the Kool-Aid man himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I probably pooped on myself. <laughs> uh, Emily, who's your MVP? Um, I'm definitely going with Tasha. I'm very excited that she won the challenge and she definitely called this thing that went down at tribal with LJ. Adam? You know, I, I, I think I went into this thinking that Tony made a bad move. And I think after discussing it, I'm, I, he, he probably made the best move that he could have made right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Tony. Cool. <laughs> How mature of you, Adam, to be willing to change your mind? I can admit that I'm wrong. That's okay. Boom. Sonic the Hedgehog style. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With a chili dog. <laughs> that was my Sonic. And the Sonic animated series was so good. We need a reboot. Wait, that. wait, did you say it was so good? Yeah, it was. Dog, have you watched it recently? Yeah, I watched it. Oh my god. awesome. It's bad. Oh man. Can't oh, believe you. Me. <laughs> oh, live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Wow. How? How? I'll watch that stuff, dude. Well, no, isn't there a Sonic the Hedgehog movie with uh, Jim Carrey playing Robotnik coming out? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the posters for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? I haven't. You need to look it up because it's live action. No, but the CGI Sonic is horrifying. Just look up like Sonic the Hedgehog movie poster and I'm sure you'll find it. Maybe they could just... They could just use a real hedgehog. That would be preferred, honestly. Oh, I guess Ben Schwartz is the... I, like his... Not... The legs. The hairy legs. I'm yeah, not into it. Really, like really... Well, not even fuzzy, just hairy. You're yeah. right. Yikes. Wow. This is... Uh, this is something, y'all. I saw something that was... Um, it, it was... Will Smith as the genie photoshopped onto movie Sonic the Hedgehog's body. <laughs> it was pretty funny. You know what really bugs me, honestly, the most about this? Like, more so than anything, it's that his hands are so small, and then his eyes, he has two eyes instead of, like, the one big eye with the weird brow that comes mm, down the middle. Mm, yes. Mm. Yeah, it's it's weird. Here's some... <laughs> Someone took the poster and put that, like like creepy sad fox in tennis shoes on it <laughs> instead of <laughs> the Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, we've got we've gone a long way from Survivor here. <laughs> let's wrap this up. <laughs> um let's take a quick look at our fantasy survivor situation here. This was another huge episode for Adam's tribe. Um, Adam, you gained another eight points today, led by a three from Tasha. Um, Emily, you gained a point and a half. Everybody on your tribe survived, but none of them voted correctly, which is not good for your point total. Um, And Scott, you had a strong showing from your only member in Tony, who was not voted out this episode. He got you three points, but LJ got you zero. 
<laughs> and so the standings as of this episode in third place, Scott's RN Jesus team with 27. In second place is Emily's Dara's second win tribe with 28 and a half. And in a commanding lead at this point, 39 points, the Earlobes tribe, a full ten and a half points ahead now. Unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> very, very unexpected. After a Go. tough start, really <laughs> has seized it these last two episodes. We've seen and a half points these last two weeks. Coming on strong. Yeah. I'm coming on strong. What's our reward for this one? We still need to figure that out. I can. I'm already wearing my tie dye tank top. Yes. Cliff Robinson jersey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into that. If we can can find one. (laughs) I bet we can find one. I'm trying to think if anything else jumps out. You get a hard hat with, with like Tony written on it. Yeah. <laughs> or like a, a cop's hat or a badge or something. No, just, just put a badge inside the hard hat. So it's like, hey, I'm not a cop. I ain't a cop. Hey, I am a cop. I am a cop. Yeah. <laughs> Nearing the home stretch here of Survivor Kagiyan, and that's why you should subscribe to our feed so that you do not miss a single episode because the action only gets more intense from here on out. Thank you for listening today, and may the odds be ever in your favor. I probably pooped on myself. <laughs>